Hello gorgeous people, this is your girl Dee and the host of the WRL Talk podcast. Today is the conclusion of the first episode that aired last week about grief and today I've got a very 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 lovely lady in the house. Her name is Jane, Jane Stannard. Jane is an integrated counsellor with over six years of experience under her belt. Uh, she owns her practice which is situated at Convey Island Essex. She offers tailored telephone and online counselling to her clients and specialises in working with clients who need help with workplace stress counselling, adjustment counselling, retirement counselling and lastly bereavement loss and grief counselling. Today Jane will be talking to us from her professional point of view about grief hello jane hello jane lovely to be here lovely to meet you oh it's been lovely to meet you too and thank you for giving up your time i really do appreciate it's my pleasure (laughs) so what would you like me to talk to you about first day okay um first of all could you just tell us what grief is so what grief is now grief is something that is completely natural it's completely normal it's a reaction to something or someone that we've lost so tonight i'm going to talk to you about the particular effect grief has when you you've experienced the bereavement so when somebody's passed away uh, and how that impacts our lives and we're going to just talk about how we manage grief in our lives when we're affected and we're also going to talk a little bit about how we can heal or help ourselves heal from the grief and also we're going to talk a little bit about complicated grief which is when you you find that you're grieving and other things are happening for example you really feel low, you really feel depressed and it's going on and on and you're losing interest in life. And also if you're experiencing physical symptoms, so we'll talk about what happens if you're experiencing that type of grief too and what to do and where to go. Fantastic. Uh, Where do we start? Okay. So as as I said today, um, Grief is a process, so it's part of your brain's response to a loss. So when we're talking about bereavement now, this could be the loss of a family member. It could be the loss of a friend. It could be, it could even be the loss of somebody that you weren't that close to, but something triggers inside you because you've had a similar loss. So there's lots of bits. The, the bereavement is normally around a family member or somebody that, that you care about. And a love. loved one. A loved one, yes. A loved <laughs> one, that's right. So, how we manage grief, we have to accept. It's all about acceptance. That's so, right. you're accepting that you're going to feel differently from one minute to the next day. I mean, for example, you could wake up in the morning and you'll feel absolutely fine. You'll get up and, um, you know, you'll, you'll get ready, for example, to go to work. 
you'll you'll get up the alarm goes off and and you'll feel great and and you'll be in your routine and you'll get up and you'll have your breakfast that's all fine and then you're in the car and you're driving to work and all of a sudden it's uncontrollable crying and you just don't understand where it's coming from now i'm just going to explain a little bit about grief so if you can picture in your mind a river okay okay so Grief is your river, so it flows, it it winds and flows, it goes up, it goes down. If you stop that process, if you build a dam, if you like, so Mm -hmm. if you've got your river and you're building um, big stones to stop that flow, it's going to burst. True, true. So that's what happens when you're stuffing it in. So when the tears come... If, if you're driving, when the tears come, it's absolutely okay and good and right to pull over, have a cry. When you're ready, continue. Wow. Let it out. As it comes, let, let it out. out. That's, it's, you know, it feels, you know, half of you will be saying to yourself, I can't cry, I can't cry, I mustn't cry, I'm going to work. But it's really important to let, to it, let out. it out. Yes. To let, just let it go. You okay, feel the so relief, don't you? You feel relieved no, when you do that. You do. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like um a te- like a tension, isn't it? You 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 know, when when you've got that, that feeling that you need to cry when you're grieving and if you don't give in to it, it sort of goes away, but not True. it doesn't really go away. But if you decide, oh, like the tears are coming out and you just think, I'm gonna go with it, pull over cry have a good Once cry you've good cry and then it's like a, a weight off your shoulders yes and true. then you can go back and carry on with your day and also other emotions as well you might feel really angry and for no reason so for instance you might be you might be at work and somebody might say something that's wouldn't affect you before like a little comment or a little you know just just um how people talk you know mm-hmm. but it might really cut you it might really, you might really think oh that hurt but you might feel angry, angry yeah. how dare they do that don't they know that i you know i've had this loss don't they know i've lost this person and you might feel really angry it's mm-hmm. okay leave the room go outside do what you need to do i don't know don't punch a wall too hard because you know it hangs but just like let it out let it out let the anger out if you can find a quiet room to go and scream go and cry just let honestly let those feelings go and, and yeah. it's okay because i think sometimes when you grieve you you feel that it, there's a lot of these words i shouldn't be doing this i mustn't be doing that exactly now these words I call them bullying words as a counsellor because whenever somebody says to you I should you immediately feel bad oh I should oh that means I haven't done it properly or or, you know Mm -hmm. but when you when you when you're going through your grief it's really important to ignore that no you know you 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 go with how you feel and if anyone says to you you should no absolutely not yes because you have a lot of people that would actually say to you oh come on get over it it's it's been a while now it's been two weeks it's been a year you need to move on you you know it's it's easier said yeah and everyone's grief is different 
everyone's grief path is different very true and for instance you you may lose a family member and then you may lose a friend mm -hmm. you know uh, at times in your life now you'll grieve differently for those losses sure. you know true. you will grieve differently because you've had a different relationship so I think if anyone were to say to any of our lovely listeners you should be over it say actually it's my grief it's my grief it's not their grief mm -hmm. it's my grief and and that's and that's important because it is your grief it's no one else's grief yeah. it's yours personal to you so yeah. you grieve how you want to grieve when you want to grieve and with who you want to grieve i mean you might decide that you you might decide that you might want to sit on your own and grieve you know you might might decide oh actually today i'm going to sit indoors and, and cry mm -hmm. i'm going to sit indoors and play the music that reminds me of this person or i'm going to sit indoors and and just think about them that is part of it allowing yourself to let those memories come out it's healthy isn't that's, it that's, it is healthy it is healthy yeah, definitely, definitely so. <laughs> um also i think as well another important thing is to say no allowing yourself to say no and a lot of people feel really uncomfortable with the word no and Definitely. i get that i absolutely get that you know no one likes to be told no but i think if, if somebody asks any of your listeners that are grieving to do something and not really comfortable with it they might say to to them oh you know come to the party and they're not ready to mix they, you know, your listeners could say, oh, well, actually, um, not right now, I, I'm, you know, I'm not ready, but next time you have a party, I'll come. So mm -hmm. it's not actually saying no, no, it's just saying, well, well, next time, you it's, know. There's not time so there for are, me, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are different ways of saying no, but it's really important to do what feels right for you okay. and, to, and to ignore those around you that are saying, Oh, you should come to the party. It will do you good. Yes. How do they know? <laughs> yeah. How do they know? That is it's so not common, their yeah. grief. Your grief. How do they know what you need? And that, exactly. that's what I'm going to. That's what I'm going to finish on about, about um, the the actual managing your grief is accept what you need, not what other people think you need. What you need for your own grief, which belongs to you, what it's you yours. Your own, yes. What you need. Yes. So. You, you might need time, you might need to be with people, you might actually need to go to a party. True. Because you could get the other, you could get the other, the other um, side of the coin where you might feel you need people. to get out and have yeah, fun true. because you just need to forget about it. And then people say, oh, do you think you should be having a drink? You know what I mean? It's, it, there's that side of it as well. So, but it's your grief. It belongs to you. And it's, it's how you manage it because it belongs to you. And you will instinctively know what is right for you. Definitely. You definitely know, you know better, really. You know what what is yeah. right for you, what works for you. Because it's your grief. Yeah. It's not their grief. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, in families, you, you, you have a, a family member that's passed away. And each of you might have a different relationship. So like son, brother uncle you know it's different relationships different grief 
So they're not going to grieve the same as you and you're not going to grieve the same as them, but you might find one family member will expect all the other family members to grieve the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they, they, their grief might be that they might not be a crying person. They, they might not have that grief this time. So they, they don't understand why the family members are all crying and they're not. That's when <laughs> yes. you get the situation well. You know, why are you crying? You know, they don't understand. True. But nobody will understand someone else's grief. Very true. Very true. So that's so that's when clients come to me and they they they're looking for for answers. The answers are in them because mm. it's their grief, and I will sit with them and let them just be really, you know. And they'll talk to me and tell me their story when they're ready. It's when they're ready. It's it's you know. There is their story. So how how long does that does it how, how long does it take for them to finally open up? It depends. Some people, um, some clients will come in and they'll tell you everything straight away. Some clients will come in and just cry. So what you do is just make them a tea or a coffee and and give them some tissues and let them cry. It's their grief. Wow. Uh, and then some clients will gradually so after about two or three sessions it will come out how they're feeling and and you know where they're going with it and so it, it very much depends on the person, the person. who, who I'm, I'm counseling very individual and i think that's so important to remember that it is your grief that is that is it i think for managing it it is yours true true the, after all, the the relationship you had with that person was special. Yeah. It was unique. Yeah. You know, it cannot be compared to a next person. So, how no. you react to the loss is definitely yeah. going to be different. Different. Yes. Different. Yes. Yes. So now we're going to have a little look at healing. Now this is this is different from actually managing the grief. Healing. Now, if you if you go back to what I said earlier about process that your body has to go through so mm. you you've got the grief okay and processing the grief that leads then to the healing so to get the healing wow, okay. you will process the grief First. now it's hard the healing is hard definitely it's like um, let's let's say for instance um, we compare it to a physical healing so you've broken a, a bone you've broken a leg for instance now okay it really really hurts okay really really hurts when you do it okay. and then they they put the plaster on or, or the boot whatever they, they do now and, and they set the, the leg and it's really uncomfortable but you know, six weeks, three months, six months later, mm -hmm. it starts to heal, but it doesn't actually fully heal sure. for a lot longer. So if you imagine grief to be a part of you that's broken because of the pain, you, you've lost someone, so mm -hmm. you're going to feel broken. You know, that is, that is a valid feeling. And so to heal, you will need to feel the pain. It's not nice. It's not pleasant. It's horrible. But there is no shortcut. There is no, like when you broke a bone in your leg, 
you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and it'll be all better definitely, and then you can go and run the London Marathon or something like that. You, it won't happen. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, it's something that um, has to be following. That's why I left this to the middle because it's following on from the acceptance and, uh, you know, going with what you need, finding out what you need, what you don't need, what you want, what you don't want and learning about what works, what works for you. So if you've broken your leg, you'll find out quite quickly what painkillers work. Sure. But instead of painkillers, when you're healing from a loss, it's how you look after yourself. It's instead of a painkiller, it's it's taking care. It's being kind to yourself. You know, if, if you want to do, uh, you know, have a big bubble bath for an hour with the door shut and nobody else can get in the bathroom. Why not? <laughs> well, <Warn> everyone. <laughs> Say, right, I'm having a bath. I'm locking the door. My time. Yes, of course. Yeah, you know, but it's what you, and that's part of the healing. It is going with how you feel. So it's going with those uncomfortable emotions, the painful emotions, the 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 anger, because there's always a lot of anger around grief. Very and true. when I see clients um, for other issues most of the time when when i explore their story it's normally some part of their story that's involved a loss that hasn't been resolved you know there's there's normally oh well i i you know i, I lost my my cousin and this happens and this happens uh, and you know and then this happens and there's no mention of how they felt about it mm, so it's all you been know, bottled so, up bottled up yeah it's all bottled up so it's really important and another part of healing is like the broken Sorry. leg <laughs> like the broken leg everyone heals differently true very so true nobody heals at the same rate so you know sometimes you, you might you might be talking to a family member who's saying oh well you know I'm, I'm really feeling okay now you know I really feel like I'm getting there and and you're listening to them going, well, I'm not. And it's really important to remember that one saying, it's your grief, yours, not theirs. And it takes, it might take you longer, but it doesn't mean to say that that's, a, you know, that's a bad thing mm -hmm. because you're, you're doing it how you want to do it. And it will take the time it takes for you. So you own it as yours. You own, own it. it. You own it. Yes, you do. You own it. And yeah, and it also, it's all of you. It's your mind and your body. Because a lot of people find when they're healing from grief that they're also healing from stress after a loss, after a bereavement. You know, and, and this could manifest itself in, in bodily pain. You could, you know, people wow. could find that they're getting headaches. Really? I didn't think about that. Joint oh. pain. Yeah, people could find because, you know, when, when you have a loss... It, it does affect your mind as well as Very your body. True. And Very true. You will you will find that you will get a time where where everything you know everything might ache, or you just feel a bit off, or you might get cold after cold after cold, or you know you'll feel really tired and run down. But that's your body healing as well, because wow. you know it 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 takes so it's all of you. So it's all of you that needs to heal. But it's really important to take care of yourself. The body and the mind. The body and the mind mm -hmm. and it's really if you feel up to it 
if you you know on a good day it's really good if you can manage to just go for a walk just get some exercise just go for a walk um if you if walking's not your thing um if you like swimming go swimming whatever you like to do that means that you're getting out of the house and doing some exercise then then do that whatever it is you like you know you you could you could like getting on your bike and, and going for a bike ride you know whatever you whatever it is that keeps you active and you need to do do it do it yeah because then that will help your body and your mind to heal mm. it'll be it'll be getting your body fitness back it'll be getting your body working as it should and it, it will help with your aches and pains and and your, your physical symptoms yeah, very and also true. your mind so it's really important for healing to remember that the whole body is the whole body as well okay so long walks does the magic long walks mm-hmm. long walks or <laughs> short walks okay oh yeah whatever you need to do whatever you need to do if you've got children or grandchildren or no children take the dog for a walk borrow next door's dog take next door's dog for a walk i like that <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever you need to do to to get yourself out of the house and moving whatever whatever you whatever you want to do whatever you like doing because if it's something you don't like doing and and um and this is this is a good one oh you should go for a walk no i shouldn't <laughs> No, because it's not right for me. Yes. I'm going to go for, for a, I don't know, a swim or, or a Gardening. Yeah. Garden, yeah. Gardening. Gardening. Gardening is a really good one because gardening can take your mind off so much. True. And that's great exercise as well. Mm. Great exercise, a bit of digging. Especially now, while the um, you know the plants are sort of like beginning to die off a little bit, a good time to get out and true, true. start preparing for autumn. Yes, yeah, yeah very true. So, I think that's that's um, my little bit on healing. So now the last bit is um, about complicated grief. So this is this is a word, like a counselling words for when when the grief is just too much, because where I spoke about accepting and I've spoken about healing, mm-hmm. it's not possible for everyone. Not everyone manages it. Not everyone can. And, and sometimes people find themselves, for all sorts of reasons, pushing their emotions away. Now, there could be lots of reasons. There could be, um, for instance, the person who is pushing the emotions away might be wanting to protect other family members so they want to be the strong one in the grief you know oh i'm okay yeah. but they're looking after everyone, everyone else, else who's grieving so, so they don't get the chance to grieve. so mm-hmm. this means that six months down the line they still haven't processed the grief because when when we first spoke and i was saying the analogy about pulling over in the car to cry Yes. This is the person that didn't. This is the person is I haven't got time for that, and drove on, pushed it down, mm-hmm. and then they got annoyed in work because of something someone said. I haven't got time for that. Push it down. I don't get angry. You know, I don't do that sort of thing. I, I'm strong. I'm this, but so this is the person that's more likely to to end up with a complicated grief, which this this means that it hasn't resolved itself. And where I've spoken very briefly 
the uh, about the physical symptoms uh, of grief as well as the, the the mental symptoms they've ignored that too so they've completely just got on with life they've not allowed themselves any time and then they wonder why one morning that's it they cannot get out of bed they cannot they're, they're just completely they're, they're just absolutely gone they can't function and, and this is this is where help is really really needed so this is where they will need to to see their gp they will need to get professional help really you know really get them back on their feet again because they're and also another sign of complicated grief might be that where they're they're um, obsessed sometimes people get obsessed so they they will be obsessed with actually an activity like going to work uh, you know they will be bringing work home with them they will not want to think about what's Anything going else. on because they'll be they'll be working yeah. and also mm-hmm. exactly and also it could be a hobby they could go to the gym and they could be obsessed with it or uh, another one is obsessed with their weight losing weight it could be a habit they might start smoking or drinking and yeah. these things are quite common when somebody has the complicated grief because they're looking for something to hide from so they're hiding from their grief so they're looking to get involved in other things so they don't think about it okay so um does this have anything to do with um mental health yes it's all tied in because with complicated grief it's because you haven't like i said before day when, when we first started talking i said about the the, the river and the dam there now this person dam. has got this river of grief and they've ignored it mm-hmm. so they've built up this massive dam yeah. and it's really 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 massive uh, and okay so while the dam's in place on the surface they look fine mm-hmm. but it won't hold forever and once the cracks start to appear and those those bricks fall away and the concrete and cement starts to crack whoosh that's what happens and that's complicated grief yeah and there there is help for complicated grief there's a good bereavement counsellor will help so to find a good bereavement counsellor you you could maybe word of mouth somebody that you've heard of that Mm -hmm. you know recommend recommend, yeah or, or if you if you wanted to look in the directories there's counseling directories online so if you look for somebody who who looks after people with, with grief they're always a, a good counselor to go for if it's physical symptoms as well or there's addictions or, or anything like that that have been triggered by the complicated grief there then it would be your gp first because there might be other things that, that are needed Okay. If the person experiencing the complicated grief is a family member and mm. they have refused help, what can you do? What do you do to, to help? I think if they're refusing help, it's difficult because they've got to accept they need the help. And this is really tough because remembering it is their grief. And I think it's just just being patient and just saying, you know just offering them that chance to talk just offering them that chance to say if you won't talk to me maybe go and talk to someone else 
you know, just giving them opportunities right. for them to choose to, to talk. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, sometimes people won't admit it until, you know, they have got to, to that place and then they'll say, oh, I wish I'd listened to you earlier, you know. But it's just supporting them, knowing, letting them know you're there for them. Because unless they actually do it themselves, you can't do it for them, do you? Unfortunately. And it's, true. it's really difficult to watch. It's really difficult to watch a family member who's struggling. And you know they need help, but they won't accept they it. They won't accept it, exactly. No, that is really, really hard and really difficult. But it's just encouraging them and, and just saying, you know, just talk. You know, just, I'm here you can talk to me or if you won't talk to me talk to a counsellor just maybe giving them a number to phone or, or and just leaving it to them to, to make that decision that they're ready you know if it's a younger person like um one's child can you can you take them to a gp can you help yes you can if it's a child definitely if it's a child then there, there's some great help out there for children who are grieving. There's some really great help. Some of the funeral directors do offer specialised counselling for children that have been bereaved. So that could be one, one place that, that people might want to look. But when it's an adult, then it, it really is it's tough. It, it's because although you can try and point them in the right direction, mm. unless they... they decide that that's where they want to go with their grief then we cut you know we can't make them go anywhere but a child yes there's lots of help for children yeah so adult needs to accept that they need yeah. help before you can get yeah. them help but the it's children really you can actually take them and get help isn't it with with an adult i will i will just add on to that if if the adult is at risk so if the adult is at risk of harming themselves okay. then absolutely go to the gp absolutely don't hesitate and go to the gp and social services if there's any risk that this person is in danger of harming themselves mm. then just just do it just go whatever even if you've got the tiniest one worry that that's what's going to happen please do get some professional help quickly for them that's the only time that you would step in. Thank you so much, Jade. You are a reaver of knowledge. So I hope I've been helpful to your listeners. You have been so helpful. I'm so, so, so happy to have you. you you're nothing short of amazing, honestly. Cause oh, thank you, You've Dave. given your thank time, you your expertise. I'm so happy that you've done this thank you so very much oh dear you're very very welcome thank you and thank you for inviting me it's Aww. been a pleasure thank you jane <laughs> in case anybody needs someone to talk to i can say jane is Oops. amazing so please get in touch with jane and i'm sure you would not regret it thank you so much jane oh oh dear it's been a pleasure thank you very much <laughs> Wow, what an amazing way to end this episode. I feel like I have learned a whole lot 
more thank you jane thank you for sharing your expertise with us if you're looking for a counselor a workplace stress counselor a counselor that specializes in adjustment counseling retirement counseling and bereavement loss and grief counseling you can reach out to jane i would put her information in the description box thank you people until next week remember be kind and let's keep on loving